Welcome to Future of Fortunes, where we uncover how digital assets, NFTs, DAOs, and Web3 will forever change the financial landscape. This podcast is all about the future of making money, how tech has changed the game, and how real people can build real financial fortunes by staying in the know. Let's dive in. Hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. This is Jake Claver with the Future of Fortunes podcast with my partner in crime, Byron Wolf. How are you, Byron? Good, brother. Doing real good, man. Enjoying this uh, beautiful day in Phoenix, Arizona. Looking forward to uh, to Nashville next week, Dallas right after that. So definitely doing some some traveling lately, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. But it's, uh, it's a beautiful day. Trying to get into some some crypto for our listeners. Uh, today, we're going to talk about insurance, uh, how to protect uh, your crypto holdings with insurance. We're going to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, that that cold wallet versus the hot wallet, the insurance that can be around that, uh, the, the the transactions, the safety of some of those transactions. Uh, but we're going to we're going to really get into the insurance and how that protects you. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to this. Man. This is going to be good information for our listeners. I think this is really relevant with uh, what's gone on in the last couple of weeks here with the acquisition of Medico by Ripple. Uh, and then you've also got Ledger coming out with uh, the new firmware update that allows them to basically get your keys. Um, and and they were even questioned by an individual about, you know, what does that look like for the U.S. government? And they said, well, if we're subpoenaed, then we'll turn over your keys. Right. So. That's got a lot of a concern for people. Um, and I don't think they ever were going to allow people to operate out, outside of the system. I think they wanted to let people believe that they could. Uh, but now that these traditional custodians are moving in and crypto is, is starting to become more mainstream, I think it's perfect timing uh, that they you know, are bringing the, this, this side of custody in and, and lopping off the head of Ledger. Uh, as they have, and everybody's running. They're trying to get an air-gapped wallet, either uh, Ingrave or some of the other ones I've seen that were mentioned, which I, I think are good solutions. Um, and I, I don't, just to be clear, I don't think that there's any problems in the short term with keeping your stuff on Ledger. If you don't update the firmware, let it sit there. It's it's in the safety deposit box, or it's in your safe, or it's wherever it is, right? Um, but yeah. I, I think um, the narrative is set and we should see mass adoption of crypto in the short term, you know, maybe within the next six months. And then we'll also have the custodianship of, of banks and traditional fiduciaries come along with that. Yeah. So let me let me clarify something real fast for, for our listeners. And a lot of them are probably aware of this. But if you're not, we need to make sure you guys understand this. The big thing here. So cryptocurrency by law is not legal tender, guys. So if you think like, hell, you know, well, it's um, covered FDIC or whatever, like, you know, oh, well, I've got it at Coinbase, so it's protected Coinbase. Is so Coinbase has some insurance, right? But this does not mean out to you guys. It's not legal tender. So FDIC is not insured. Your, your holdings are not insured. So if you have not done something to protect your assets, your crypto assets, you cannot depend on somebody else to do that for you. So when, when Jake's talking about having that, like, you know, in, in, in Ledger or any other, like, cold storage or, or offsite storage or whatever, like, that is a protective measure, right? It's kind of like, you know, if you've got a secret pocket of your pants that you keep your wallet in, less likely to get, you know, to get jacked for your money. 
you're probably not going to get pickpocketed. I mean, unless it's just a real big baller. But somebody holds you up and they ask for your cash and you give it up, like it's gone. Yeah. So keep in mind, there's different levels of protection. We're talking when when Jake's talking, he's talking about like physically protected, like it, you know, it's hard to get to whatever. But if Ledger gives up that, you know, the, your your codes, your key, right? I mean. If the government has it, yes, probably more secure that the government has it than just some rando on the internet or, you know, on the dark web. But, I mean, guys, like, big fan of, of some of the government, but, and that you know, they ain't su supremely secure. So if they get it, there is the possibility that leaks out, go somewhere else. I mean, we've seen it uh, that, you know. I won't talk about the the kid or the the being behind it, but we all know that one kid he leaked all the secrets recently. He's gonna be doing much time. I truly think he was just trying to like you know, hey, look what I can do type situation. But is what it is, you know. But th these things get leaked, so it's out. So what we're talking about is is two different sides, right? So like you know, the whole uh, you know, two is one, you know, one is none. You know, protect your stuff, but we also think that like having the insurance against it would be would be smart as well, right? And so one of the big myths that I hear a lot uh, when I deal with people that are in the crypto space uh, is that their homeowner's insurance, I, and I don't know where this started. Well, the homeowner's insurance <laughs> protect me because I keep my wallet in my safe. Not true, guys. <laughs> Absolutely you, not true. You know, that, even if no. you, you could try to add a rider on, on your home insurance policy for that. But I'm, I guarantee that Progressive or any other mainstream insurance is gonna knock that back, especially if they're, they'll insure the device that it's held on. So the, the 50 to $100 that it costs you for the device, they might cover that, but they're not insuring the cryptocurrency that's on that wallet. Um, and and I wanna talk about, you mentioned the insurance that, that Coinbase and these other um, exchanges have, okay? That's for them. It's not for you. Um, and it, it's not crime insurance. Okay. So if you, if your wallet gets hacked on their platform, too bad. So sad. Yeah. You're not covered. It's gone. Yeah. So that's, that's why people encourage everybody, you know, and we have multiple times encourage people to get their crypto off of exchanges if they're not trading it and hold it in their own self-custody. And that could be done through a decent wallet. It could be Ledger. It could be um, the engrave. It could be a bunch of different other means. Hell, even a paper wallet, okay? That's old school. It was one of the original ways to do it. But that's probably the most secure that anybody has right now um, with what's going on. And I've mentioned that and a couple of people have reached out to ask how to do it. You can just Google it and figure it out for whatever cryptocurrency you need. But yeah, just, well, so in, in Medico, and I, I deal directly with PolySign through the family office, and they have $50 million per vault of crime insurance yeah. on on their vaults, okay? So, and there's... Through, and you're talking about CCIC, which is commercial uh, crime insurance coverage. So when we're talking about that, like if you guys want to Google it, that's the full name, uh, CCIC, if you hear us say that, or we talk about crime insurance, we're talking about commercial now, granted, commercial is kind of a misnomer, but commercial uh, crime insurance coverage. So I just want to make sure everybody knows what he's talking about. Uh, you know, yeah, that's no, that's sure. great. Um, I learned something every time I talk to you, Byron. <laughs> <laughs> they, so, they, they, they just explained it was crime insurance to me. They didn't give me the full meaning behind it. Um, but yeah, these, these other platforms don't have that. So these institutional custodians that are about to step into this space, 
they're going to bring that with them. Um, people hold their money in the bank because they they feel good that it's FDIC insured. Uh, we know that you know if everybody defaulted that they can't cover. They've already spent three quarters of that just on SVB and the other defaults that we've had here in the recent months. So they don't have it. Uh, if you even the two fifty you got in the bank really isn't covered. So um, not trying to incite bank runs. Just be smart with what you're doing. Yeah. So, but yeah, you we're we're gonna have a world where these institutional custodians have insurance that covers your accounts, just like people feel comfortable with that at the bank. And that's where people are going to move their crypto, right? Um, the downside to that is the, a lot of the upside when that happens will be gone. If grandma can do it, probably not a whole lot of money to be made left in the space, right? So, um, and then once institutions get a hold of it and they make fees off of it, you're going to have financial advisors, wealth managers step in and start selling these products. Um, it'll be a big change to the way that this has operated for the last decade. But I'm excited for it because... Uh, I'd, I would love to hand the liability of holding my assets off to a traditional custodian uh, and have insurance on that, right? And then I know that I'm protected and I'm good on the back end if something were to happen. So yeah. you want to get into... Yeah, that, that's it's a timing thing, guys. Like, you know, when we talk about putting that like in, in your cold storage, uh, you know, taking it offline, moving it out of that hot wallet or like leaving it on the exchange... Yes, it's significantly faster if you have your money on Coinbase or, uh, you know, any of these other uh, transactional, you know, sites. Uh, yes, you can transact that super fast, you know, like XRP, literally within less than a second, you know. But if you move it to that, the, the gold storage, or you move it, you know, at least into like a warm wallet, it, the, the timing takes a little bit longer, right? You know, if you've got it in cold, you're going to have to plug it in. You got to transfer it over. Then you got to transact. But like, think about this. And, and you you made a great point uh, earlier. We were talking off camera. Uh, the, the the time, yes, it does take a little bit longer. We're talking about poli sign. Takes a little bit longer. But I want you guys to, not necessarily in every single case, but like the longer it takes to transact the business, probably not every time, like if this isn't a rule, but probably the longer it takes to transact, honestly, the safer you probably are, right? Because they're looking for those fast get in, get out type scenarios. And that's why we say don't leave it on an exchange because that's exactly what happens. They get in, you know, however, like even if you're using two-factor authorization guys, like they get your phone and it's probably on there, right? And so they can get your 2FA, you know, in a heartbeat. So having that, having that accessibility is going to be infinitely uh, higher chance of of having your stuff stolen. So I get it. It's frustrating. Well, I got I got this thing. It's my safe. I gotta get out the safe. I gotta plug it in. I gotta do my password. I gotta transfer. But like, think about like that's infinitely safer. I mean, because if it takes you a while, it's not easy. And criminals are looking for easy. They want to get in. They want to get out. So when you make it tougher on them to get your crypto, they're probably going to go after the easier target. If you're walking down the street and you've got you know a wad of cash in your hand and you're half drunk, like you're probably going to get that stolen. But the the guy that's six foot five, 300 something pounds, that's got two guns on his hips, you know, and not showing off his cash and is completely sober and looks like an operator, he's probably not going to get jacked, right? So like, don't make it so obvious. Don't leave your stuff where everybody can see it. Don't brag about it. I see guys all the time, you know, Discord, Twitter, all this stuff, man. Oh man, just crushed it, got blah, blah, blah. Here's my wallet. Check out what I've got. Like, don't do that. Like, don't, don't do that. You're making yourself a target. So, you know, be, be smart, be safe. You know, if, if you, 
if you're not interested in having the insurance, like maybe you just don't feel like that's important. Um, I, I get it. Just make it tougher for people to get to it. If you're a significant holder, like I would highly suggest you get the, the CCIC, um, you know, protect yourself. But in line, don't like just depend on that either, right? Like just because you have homeowner's insurance or renter's insurance, you know, doesn't mean that like you're smoking in the house and like putting out your cigarettes, you know, in a, in a trash can full of paper. Like you're not going to, you know, set your house on fire. I don't got insurance. I'm not worried about it. Let's go. You know, drinking bourbon and smoking. You know, like it, it's, you know, be, be smart, be safe, guys. Like we're not telling you, you know, that you can just, do whatever you want, get the insurance. Like if, if you're at fault for getting lost, like that insurance is, is probably going to have a hard time paying. So like, you know, it's, it's multiple layers of protection. That's what we're talking about here. We're not saying, Hey, do this. And then you don't have to worry about it or do this other thing. And you don't have to be smart with your, you know, with your crypto. We're saying, Hey, do multiple things, multiple layers of security, whole point of the 22 FA, two factor, two factor, you know, other, you know, it, it's another level of security. So build in that security is all we're saying. Yeah. And you might have multiple wallets, right? So that's something that I use. I've got, you know, some people disperse their holdings across five, six, 10 wallets, depending on how much you have. That way, if just, you know, one of them were to get hacked, you don't get, you don't lose everything. Um, so just de-risk any way you can until these can be held by um, institutions and are, are fully backed with insurance. If, if you're interested in PolySign, they are $5,500 a year for their custodian service at a, at a minimum. Uh, if it's over two and a half million that you're keeping on their platform, they will charge you 22 bips or basis points. Um, 100 basis points would be 1%. So it's a little less than a quarter percent for people that don't know that terminology. Um, so that's that's kind of how you can calculate it. But And they'll allow you to pay that monthly too. So it's 500 bucks a month, uh, which is a little steep, right? If you, you've got $50,000 in crypto, 500 bucks a month, probably not going to be what you want to do but if you got a couple million dollars in crypto 500 bucks a month is well spent over there uh for what they're able to provide and they're set they've set that up specifically to be able to interact with the trustee if it's held inside of a trust uh it involves two people to authenticate a transaction with multi-factor authentication for each one of them so great great solution that they've provided over there and um i expect that they'll license um the cold wallet fractionalization of the keys software that they have to other fiduciaries and there'll be a different you know front end on it to initialize the transaction that may just require one individual's input right so banks should adopt this it should move to scale you know within the next i would say 12 to 24 months i'd expect that the majority of fiduciaries hold crypto and um if we got enough time do you want to get into some of the insurance products that uh, can be used with crypto yeah, I'd say uh, let's 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 wrap this one up, and then let's uh, we'll we'll move into uh, the next podcast. So let's we'll wrap this one a a, a part two. Uh, cool. So like real fast, just just to kind of wrap this stuff up, guys. Um, you know, yes, if if that kind of level of investment in your crypto doesn't make sense, like Jake was saying, if you got fifty k, it's not going to make a lot of sense. Spend five hundred. But keep in mind, like, as you advance up, what got you to where you're at today isn't going to get you to where you're going to be in a year, right? And so, like, don't think, like, I don't have as much. That's not for me. Well, if you continue to invest wisely, you know, you protect your stuff and you continue to be involved in this, you will eventually get there. So, like, don't sleep on the next level because that, you know, that this is a build thing. So, like, as you get more and more crypto, you may come to a point where you're like, hey, I need the next level of security. 
And that's that's really what we're talking about. I mean, if you were already a two million plus holder, then like you probably are hopefully, I don't want to say probably you hopefully you have something in place already. If you don't, that's a great solution. Uh again, we're not we don't get paid by them, you know, but yeah, that's just our, you know, we're just talking about these things. Um, but if you're not there yet, like keep this in mind because eventually you will get there, right? And and what got you to where you're at today is gonna get you to the next level, right? So different, different levels. Um, but you'll you'll get there, just keep paying attention, keep plugging out. Don't invest in things you don't understand. Uh, don't buy things you don't understand. You know, be smart with your money, guys, 100%. Uh, but yeah, we're going to wrap up. Then we'll get into that on the next podcast. We'll go into uh, the different insurance levels. Uh, Jake, I'm going to let you close us out. And uh, yeah, then we'll, we'll move on. Yeah, appreciate you guys for joining us on another episode of Future of Fortress podcast. If you have not subscribed, I would encourage you to do so. If you're on YouTube, we're on Spotify, we're on Google. All those other places. Uh, hopefully you're following us there and we'll see you guys on the next one. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. We sure do appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show. So we'll get updates as new episodes become available. And if you feel so inclined, please leave us a review. Until next time, friends.